You're listening to the B-Side Podcast on Brick Radio. If you like what you hear or think there's an artist or band we should have in studio, let us know in the comments. Otherwise, sit back, relax, tune in, and turn on. Self-described doo-wop folk rock duo stab wounds have stunning voices that are as piercing as serrated knives and incredibly enticing harmonies that soften out all that edginess. Think new millennial Joni Mitchells, all fresh and new and fierce, and you get a front row seat to their ferocity on this astonishing episode of B-Side. I'm your host, Melanie Charles, and I hope you're ready to ride right here, right now, on B-Side. Let's go! Just and scream. Is your daddy a doctor? Or should we double the cocktails? Hey, DJ, take it off and look at that mother, mother dance. Goody, goody. For the people who don't know, you are stab wounds. That's like a really like whimsical name. Are you guys causing the stab stab wounds or receiving them or both? Instead of both, probably. Yeah. Call them A, yeah. call them B. Yeah. Check A and B. How did you guys <laughs> meet? Like, how did this happen? Um, we got put in a reading together at a theater company that we both were kind of working in, and they needed music for it. And Emma had some songs that she taught me, and I like played in this show. And a couple weeks later, I got an email from her, like a blast email that was like, hey, like I'm playing with my band at... Which I had invented. There was no band. <laughs> <laughs> the email was like, we have our first show this date. It was like a month later. And I emailed her back and I said, how dare you start a band without me? And she was like, come to the, come to this rehearsal. And then I came and then that was it. But wait, the band was just the two of you guys. She was singing with her roommate at the time. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the band has changed a little bit from the beginning. Now we have Aaron. Now this Aaron. Yeah. So like how long has this been? Would you say a year, two years now? With Aaron? With Aaron. Well, with you guys too. Oh. You two. Um, two years with this format. Yeah. And or then with Aaron no is... Something like six months ago. Yeah. Nice. Or more? I don't know. I think eight months. June was our first show together. Oh, happy almost anniversary. Oh, nice. <laughs> Congrats. You, you sound like really tight, like you play a lot. I know you guys were just on tour in March, right? Yeah. How was that? Good. A lot of couch sleeping. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's always interesting to get on the road with people. We had someone tell us once, like, hey, go on the road and then see if you still like each other. Yeah. Um, if it works on do. the road, it'll work. Yep. Right. Where did you guys go? Northampton mm. and a bunch of Maine. We saw a lot of Maine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Maine is nice. Oh my God, did I say Northampton? Yeah, it's okay. It's not I wasn't really true. You. <laughs> yeah. you want to go to Northampton? No, we do, but Northampton and New Hampshire have this a lot of the same letters. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> don't don't make excuses for me. That's absurd. I'm glad that the record got corrected in real time. Right. That's good. Yeah. See, you guys are such an amazing unit. Like it always works out. Seamless. Yeah. <laughs> So you guys yeah. play a lot in Brooklyn. The first place we ever played was Goodbye Blue Monday. They changed now. It's no longer there. Exactly. That's really sad. That made me cry when we I saw that. We love that place. Yeah. Well, it's ironic that your last name is Brooklyn, though. That's Coincidental, weird. probably, like, more so, but... I was going to ask you, is that, like, a real yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, real thing. If I changed it and then moved to Brooklyn, then I guess it would be irony. But yeah. I was born with it and, like, had never been to Brooklyn. My parents had never been to Brooklyn. My grandparents had never been to Brooklyn. It was Brooklyn in Russia and then okay. Ellis Island. They were like, no. So on your Facebook page, it says you guys are influenced by Garfunkel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty. And Simon. And Simon, Yeah, both of them Yeah, together. not just art, yeah. Yes. Who else would you guys say you're influenced by? The White Stripes. Mm -hmm. Joni. Yeah, of course. Joni for sure. How could you not love Joni? Jenny Lewis is a very big mm -hmm. hero. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I grew up on like the Beatles and the Stones. I know Em, you grew up on like Certainly heard them. Well, my dad loves the dead, but I wouldn't say that we have that much to do with them. No. Although he lobbied very hard for uh, Uncle John's band cover. <laughs> Are you going to do that today? No. Damn, dad would be so happy. Yeah. Next time. Maybe a private show for dad. Yes. We'll yeah. But would it have to be like eight minutes long? Like we need a jam. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I want to be there. Okay. <laughs> so that first song was called Eastern Standard Time. I like yes. that title a lot. I think we're ready for the next one. Great, great. Neglect my studies, lose my time. Record my woe, the inly touch of love. Record my woe, the naked name of love. Fooling Think it's now rich Mercati. Oh, I think him so. Think him so because I think him so. Na 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 so. The private wound is deepest. He set the world in knots. He set the world in knots. Let's talk a little bit more about this song. So Shakespeare, that's obviously like some old school-ish right there. Yeah. <laughs> Would you guys consider yourselves old souls? Yeah. At all? Definitely. Not to like boost myself up, but like, yeah. Hey, it is what it is. <laughs> And so, like, what genre would you guys describe this? I know, like, as artists, it's kind of annoying to have to put yourselves in a box, but if you had to... I just, like, hope someone else will put us in a box for us. I don't want to wrap it up. I want someone else to be like, this is what you are. I mean, like, I, yeah, and in an ideal world, people just listen to it instead of read the four words that describe right. our approximated yeah. genre. But our approximated genre we call is doo-wop-inspired folk rock. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. that's pretty spot on. But folk rock is evocative of a different thing that is not really what we are, even though there's folk and rock involved. Emma once said it was uh, folk music through a rock music gramophone, which I thought was really mm. cool. 
You said that long ago. I wrote Don't it down. Remember it. Yep, I have it written in a Word document. Yes. Emma said, "Good thing today." <laughs> <laughs> That's my journal. I just have like 150 like very short Word documents. <laughs> Kidding. So you said gramophone. So now it reminded me that you guys are working on your album, your debut EP, right? Yeah. What? Woo! So is it going to be like lo-fi-ish? Like we wanted people to see what we hear, mm. which is along a vast spectrum. Yeah. So there's a little bit of really, really stripped down, and there's some stripped more up. stripped up than we've ever played live. Before. Yeah. A so bit. That would be like winter clothes, I guess. Yes, onesie and all. Yeah. And you guys are pretty stripped down, you know, technically speaking, with just the drums and two voices and guitar. But you don't miss anything. Like it's still grooving. It's still like vibes. That's, That's very good kind to know. Of you. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. You guys are both very beautiful ladies. Do you ever feel like that's an issue, like being women in this whole yeah, industry? Sexism is alive and well in the industry. We played the show at Glasslands, and I don't know if you remember this, we were like three hours early, and we were wearing some matching outfits that we were probably we were wearing early corsets inside. and like and they didn't skirts. want to let us in we got there like when they were opening and we were like we're in the band and they were like i don't think that's right right what? <laughs> yeah we showed up once early and like someone else came looking for us and they were like oh you mean the teens wearing matching dresses yes so like you just get a lot of kickback when you are like small and like cutish you know it's like where the name kind of stemmed from is that like we it, wanted to kind of cut that off at the quick. Yeah, I feel that. Or at least juxtapose it, you know? Yeah. Like, even the way you guys dress, it's very, like, you know, more and classy, but the people don't know that in Soundcheck, you had to cut some songs out because <laughs> some of the language. But I think it's cool because it's sort of like you're making a statement that your music isn't necessarily for everyone. There's sort of like an exclusivity to it. Is that purposeful? Or? We would love everyone to love it and appreciate it. I think that's like a pipe dream that like you can't make music for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're doing what's true. Each song, I think, expresses the idea it was trying to express. It just so happens that some of them use curse words. And I think that makes it PG 13R. But, you know, we're moving ahead <laughs> you know in the these world. Labels and categories. Everybody knows <laughs> the F bomb. I don't think we set out to be like, our band's gonna be exclusive. Right. I actually remember I had one of our earlier shows, my boyfriend at the time came to the show. I will never forget it. It felt so offensive. He was like, yeah, you guys were like pretty good. Seems like you really have a niche audience of like young women living in Brooklyn. And I feel like those are the kind of people who really like your music. I'm like, that's great. I am a young woman living in Brooklyn. But for you to put us in that category is garbage. Yeah. You know? Get out of here. He's young. Poor kid. It's good to know your demographic. Exactly. Right? For sure. So maybe like the way he said it was kind of annoying, but I kind of get what he's yeah, saying. Like it's totally. good to know that there's a strong community here in Brooklyn that will like go to your shows and yeah. buy your wonderful artwork, your t-shirts. You guys make your own. Amanda doesn't. Shout out to Amanda. Merch. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, I hand embroider our t-shirts with song lyrics. Like really, really feminine of me to do, but yes. really cathartic for anyone. I don't know if anyone here does needlework, needlepoint, but it's just like the best thing in the world. If you don't do it, you should do it. Yeah. Better than Headspace app. Actually, I don't know. I've never done Headspace, but like very meditative. Yeah, you guys should get some. I, I have, I want a t-shirt, so we'll talk business later. All right, we'll talk later. Andrew. You listen for a lyric and you can request one. Well, the next one, the next song you guys oh, are yeah. doing is Rosalind, right? Rosaline. Rosaline. Damn it. It's okay. I didn't write it out phonetically. Oh, man. Well, what's Rosaline about? 
Rosalind is about... Oh. It just happens to be a Shakespeare reference next to the song called Shakespeare. <laughs> I'm not like a huge... I'm a huge fan. Who am I kidding? <laughs> but Rosalind is this character in uh, Romeo and Juliet. I don't think you ever meet her, but she's the woman that Romeo really, really loved and is completely heartbroken over at the beginning of the play before he even meets Juliet. And I was sort of thinking about her and like sort of like the disturbing nature of young love where we're so obsessively interested in someone and then we're so obsessively interested in someone else. Mm -hmm. And it's about that kind of experience. All right, and about the Rosalinds yeah. of the world. Shout out. <laughs> He's a fragile boy Busted all his toys And calling me Late in the night Cause he Can't stand the fright Oh should I Wait till he's right For me But I doubt he Dare to call me then Only wants me For lonesome friends till he's lovely if he loves me I guess. So is this based on a true story? What is this John reference? Oh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> it's like of the things, it's probably the most literal. It's pretty old. Is it like a prostitute and her John? Holy! <laughs> wow! I kind of love that. Yeah, that's, what it's, that's what it's about. Okay. <laughs> the nail on the head. You got it, girl. I know. To me, I hear like a lot of Joni vibes in that one. Would you agree? Yeah. I'd love to agree. That's yeah. kind. We appreciate mm, that. So yeah. pretty. Like when you say the word pretty, and then you guys do that like dissonant like two note thing. It was just like perfect. The lyrics and the notes like go hand in hand with that one really beautifully. Thank you very much. Yeah. So you guys are indie, right? I'm an We're independent, independent yeah. artist too. So yeah. do you like being independent? Do you want to stay independent? Do you want to get signed to a label? What's the vibe? All we really want is to be able to make good art that people hear. I mean, obviously there are labels we really like that mm -hmm. make music we like, but we're not really shooting to get signed more than we're shooting for like more opportunities that right. let us be self-sustaining artists and not like kitty music teachers and bartenders. Mm. So like if signing with a label means that like we get to keep doing it, great. I wouldn't know what it means to be signed to a label. Like independent is all I know. Mm -hmm. Maybe it would be amazing and maybe it would be terrible. I think that, you know, the ideal for most musicians getting a record deal, being signed to Sony, mm -hmm. you know, blah blah blah. But like what does that mean other than, you know, a big paycheck? So like mm -hmm. I don't personally like really have thoughts on it either way because I don't have the experience to really back it up. You know? Would you say like the change in the industry has influenced you feeling that way? Do you think if maybe we we had this interview like 15, 20 years ago, maybe yeah, it'd be I mean, a different thing? Yeah, I think we thing? probably wouldn't be that many other ways. We would be what playing is, in a club, right? Or we would be signed to a label. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you guys have done a lot of work in the independent music world, like So Far Sounds. I love them. Yeah, yeah. So Far is great. Yeah. yeah. You know, those things come along with the change in this music biz. And Aaron back there, 
What do you yeah. feel like you balance these ladies out being the man in the band? I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I don't even really know what you mean. I don't even really know what you mean. How did you decide that Aaron was the was the drummer for this band? Like, what was it about him that you're like, okay? It was awesome, actually. Aaron and I met because he is an amazing songwriter and guitarist, and obviously an amazing singer. But I had no idea he could play the drums, and I was singing backup for this other band at So Far Sounds a long time ago and his band that he writes beautiful music for was playing and I really liked his music and I had no reason to believe that he would like my music because all he'd heard me do was like bop 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 <laughs> and um, we really liked Isadora and you knew who Isadora was yeah. and we booked a gig with them and then after he saw us play he was like I would really love to play the drums Aaron, like, for you volunteered. and we were what? like we were like what? You want to play the what? Because I've like never seen him do it. Wants to play they were just us? so nice to me after my set. I was in a weird headspace that night. Uh, <laughs> yeah. to say that. Oh, right, at Arlene? Yeah, so I, I was just kind of like really blown away by these two girls coming up to me to say what they had to say. Mm. I grew up playing drums and like kind of put it down for a while, and I noticed that it was just the two of them, and I was just thinking like, y'all could really like use a band or at least like a drummer so I feel like the first time we rehearsed with Aaron we kind of knew it's really amazing there are lots of musicians that you like but you don't get each other mm -hmm. but I really feel like he gets it it's really a gift I still remember I think in David Lynch when it breaks into the chorus and it's like the big crash symbol I remember when I like first did that and they like just lost it they're so giddy <laughs> so that's when I was like this is gonna be fun that's really special when that happens, when it just clicks like that. Mm -hmm. When you guys do your live shows, the stream now, do you think you're gonna expand as you become more famous? Or you wanna keep it to this texture? Cause I think this texture is beautiful, but do you guys have any visions of anything larger? I think we'll play yeah. around as long as we get away with it. As long as it feels like us and sounds like us and like people are still digging it. Whatever. Probably not a 12-piece funk band, but <laughs> probably girl can dream, you know. <laughs> All right, I think we're ready for our next song, Anniversary. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Really. When I abhor you. Friend, but I would say I heard a little beauty school dropout grease. Oh my yeah. gosh, are you kidding? It's yeah, that's no. not Meets annoying. Hair the Musical. <laughs> I love it. Definitely. I love it. You guys are actors too, right? That's what you Yeah. Grease is like one of my favorite we things used to in watch the world. Before we would go out. I still watch it before I go out. That's like my pregame. Like opening is Grease. <laughs> yeah. I totally get you guys. I totally get it. We wrote a song that we're not playing tonight that one of the lyrics is Teenage Ne'er Do Well that she like put in there like for me. <laughs> so thank you. Did you guys see Grease live? Yeah, yes. watched the whole Did thing. Did you approve? Was it good? Yes. Yeah. How can people hear your music? Google. Google. Stabwounds, one word. Mm -hmm. Stabwoundsmusic.com is also a website. That's our website. And Stabwounds Music is our Instagram handle. And Facebook.com slash Music is our Facebook handle. And we've never done this before, but that was the best coordinated 
Chelsea. It's me. <laughs> it was my phone reminding me to eat today. Mm. Yeah, well, that was a good any, So, So, yeah, so Stab Wounds Music is the handle for everything. So okay. if you want to listen to us, we're on SoundCloud Lightly. We're on YouTube Lightly. What song would you guys say you're the most connected to? I think it kind of depends. On the show. Yeah. And, like, the month. Mm -hmm. Some days we're like, we hate this. Let's never play it again. And the next month, that's our favorite song to play. I think I have one that's, like, kind of always been the one, but we're not playing it today because it's not... What is it's it? appropriate? It's salty, salty pie. Mine's probably this next one. You think? Yeah. I think maybe. That awesome. was really smooth. That was smooth the way you did that. Wow. Oh, yes. Shall we? <laughs> Are we ready for our last one? Are we tune? ready for our last one? Not quite ready. Okay. Right. Yeah. We'll say it. We'll find another way. Another to smooth way. <laughs> um, well, at the end of the anniversary, you guys said be kind to yourself. Be right? nice to we're, yourself. Yeah. Be nice to yourself. We're pretty. We're busy with we're each busy other. We're busy with each other. Yeah. And I think you guys have a lot of little inspirational little like anecdotes in there. That's like really. Inspirational. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Be nice to yourself because no one else gonna do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would you say that that's like a message you would want to leave your fans and followers? Is there anything well, that you want to leave? should them be with? nice to themselves. Yeah. But I also think that a lot of it comes with like a mean edge. A mean edge. So that's like not maybe intended not. for the listener to be hurt by. Right. right. We don't want to hurt our <laughs> listeners. You know. We want to hurt the people who we wrote these songs about. <laughs> people are saying you guys are a Brooklyn-based duo. Do you we feel do connected to that? Is it just because you live here, or what is it? What's about, what is the thing about Brooklyn? I think it's mainly that when we started as a band, we just like rehearsed in Emma's bedroom three times a week, mm. and so... Can't seem to leave, so... Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll die. <laughs> Maybe. Well... Maybe. It's true that hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. But love songs without angst are, well, just not worth singing. Stabbons brought it like the femme fatales they are, and I'm not sure whether I should be singing along or sobbing. Either way, I'm inspired by their compelling voices and can't wait to hear more. And for those of you who want to hear more B-side, that is, you can catch past episodes on our YouTube channel and follow us on our Facebook page, B-Side BK. I'm your host, Melanie Charles, and remember, spread love. It's the Brooklyn way. The B-Side podcast is produced by Charlie Hoxie, Keisha Alon Cole, Ro Johnson, and Sasha Mathias. Recorded by Onel Moulet and edited by Emily Bogosian. For more information on B-Side and all Brick Radio podcasts, visit brickartsmedia.org slash radio. You've hidden all of those pieces away.